You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I am Lisa Wysocki in Nashville, Tennessee. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 31st, episode 3045. This episode is brought to you by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, Horse World. <laughs> Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, it is Halloween Day, my least favorite holiday of the year. But I know all of you enjoy it, so have fun tonight with the kiddos out there. We will be turning the lights off and hiding in the back room, because <laughs> I don't do trick-or-treaters. However, if you missed Friday's show, we got a lot of good comments on Friday's show. We replayed one of the Halloween stories shows that we did with Horse Nation, and uh, we got a lot of great comments. People really enjoyed the story, so if you want a little Halloween from this show, you have to go back to last Friday and listen to that episode. But we have a special guest in the studio today. I think you might be my second in-studio guest since we moved here. And we have Heather Schneider with us today. Hi, Heather. Hey, good morning. Heather has been on the show before, uh, but she didn't live here. You've just moved, recently moved to Ocala. Yes, I am a six, I think I'm coming up on 60 days now. And you live about Turns out about 15 minutes from here. Yes, very <laughs> so close. She's very close. I have to get over and see the draft horses. We're going to talk to Heather a lot more as the show goes on about uh, her her carriage business. And also, she just competed in her first show in seven years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> so she competed her Young Frisians at the World Equestrian Center. We're going to talk about that. We have our holiday recipe of the week is cov- convent pudding. And I don't think this is a dessert from what I saw. It's way too many mushrooms to be a dessert. And that's brought to you by one of our auditors, Amy, is stopping by. And that's out of a 1938 cookbook. So something a little different for you today. And we uh, do the auditors have a, some first world problems there, Lisa? They sure do. Okay. And some of them are quite interesting today. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second, too. So thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. We have a lot to do on today's show, and we're going to get started. Uh, but, oh, I wanted to mention, too, in the Auditor Post Show, we're going to talk about a post that the, was done in the Auditor Room about things that we're bad at with horses or in the barn. And there was a lot of comments on it. So I thought we could talk about that. And uh, I know that all of us have things we're bad at, too. So we'll go over those. But we have to do some Daily Winnies. Well, happy birthday to some auditors today, Deidre Ryan, Mackenzie Jebley, and Michaela Webb. A happy birthday to all of you. And I'm very excited, too, that last week we had three new auditors sign up, Jessica Gross, Stephanie Peerboom, and Jen Lopez. Thank you all for signing up. And if you haven't yet, you want to join the auditor room, right? 
right there, Heather? They right. want to join the Absolutely. auditor room. Yeah, that's where all the action happens. And there, I think there was probably a hundred posts over the weekend. I couldn't keep up with them all. <laughs> I couldn't either. <laughs> so thank you for becoming auditors. If you too want to become an auditor, you just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. And you can donate whatever you want to help support the network, uh, anywhere from $3 on up. And Heather will tell you she's been in there a long time that it's worth it. Oh, to- yeah. It is- so much information in there and it's a lot of fun and it's a family it is it really is a family there was a post in there jennifer and i talked about that i'm not going to say which one there was a post in there that could have went south on any public page that was posted in there i think on friday and i kept an eye on the comments to see if it would go south if it was on any public facebook page it would have went south Mm -hmm. and but it you all know which one i'm talking about yes Yes. (laughs) and it did not I mean, because that's kind because of, it is a family and people really treat each other with respect in there. So, well, and I think everybody's so supportive of everybody else and people feel like it's their safe place where they can vent and, and talk about problems, whether they're horsey or not, and be, you know, as you said, Glenn, supported. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful. Well, and they families. know Jamie will kick their asses out because she's mean. So, <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right. Yes. Is it your turn, Lisa? Okay. So, Heather and Glenn, my daily whinny goes to the traffic gods. So, a little <laughs> bit of a story. <laughs> so, as, as a lot of the, the listeners know, I, I have crappy internet, and so I have to drive someplace to get to a place where I can do the show. And so, uh, I was driving through Ashland City, Tennessee, small town, and but busy at 8 o'clock in the morning. And so, I don't drink hot coffee, but I was thinking, man, an iced coffee would sound really good right now. And so I drive by McDonald's at eight o'clock in the morning. And guess what? There is nobody there. Not what? one. Per- nobody was there. You can't and say so that th- about the one down here at no. any time. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm like, okay, is it closed? Did they have a fire? Did the place blow up? I mean, what is going on? So I thought, well, I'll just take a chance and I'll drive through the parking lot and I'll drive around to the, you know, the little order place. And, you know, the lady comes on and says, can I take your your order. And I'm like, wow, nobody's here. It's just, anyway, it was, it was very exciting. Made my day. (laughs) (laughs) Was the iced coffee good? I'm still drinking it. It's fabulous. (laughs) Jennifer really likes McDonald's coffee. I, I don't know Does why. She? Yeah. We have I, a Dunkin' Donuts right down here, too. Oh, no. We have one in Pleasant View, and they're really good. Yeah. yeah. We have a Dunkin' ice, Donuts yeah. right down here, and you, their line's 20 deep all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, wow. it's, it's, have you tried the Cuban place for Cuban coffee? No. <gasps> oh, mm. It's right at the exit, too. And it's it's on the side of a gas station. So you don't think you, you're like, oh, I'm not going in there. Oh, my gosh. They have the best Cuban sandwiches, but they also have the best Cuban coffee. Ever. I love Cuban mm. sandwiches, too. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Once you find that place, you'd be, but order, you can order <laughs> online because the line out the door at lunchtime is Oh, crazy. really? Wow. Yeah, it's really it's, good. Is it the one, it's the gas station right off the exit? Yes. Okay, this is really inside, inside here. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know. <laughs> there you go. I do love Cubans. All right. It, it, Heather actually said she has a daily winning. Well, coming out of retirement, I had a lot of people helping me this weekend. And so um, I just wanted to shout out to Casey over at Grand Oaks for 
Finding Me Harness to use, and for my staff, um, Oscar and Evie, for getting me into the show ring, even when we almost missed one of our classes this weekend. So um, there's lots of polishing and things that have to happen to get to a driving show, and I had a lot of support from behind, so I appreciate all those guys that were back there. And your carriage, you took out of retirement, right? Yeah, that carriage I picked up um, last fall, and it too was, um, it was, it had been stored for quite some time. Out of use. Well, and you have a few carriages. We have a few, yes. Um, Between the competition carriages and the commercial carriages. We've got quite a few. I think that we... I've got about 14 or 15. Yeah, I know. Oh, my I went, goodness. I went into her barn the one day to see her carriages, and it was just, like, packed in there. Wow. <laughs> the best thing about carriages, they don't eat. Well, that's true. Well, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, Lisa, how, what, what are you up to over there in Tennessee? You know, we, um, we have rain, which is really exciting. Really exciting. So, we're in a drought like everybody else, or most people, you probably aren't, but everybody else is in a drought. And so we got, I guess, about a quarter of an inch of rain yesterday and this morning. So I'm very excited about that. And I wanted to mention, too, that um, not last weekend, but the weekend before, I was the keynote speaker at the CHA conference, the Certified Horsemanship Association conference. And I ran into a whole bunch of HRN listeners at the conference. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And so this is this is kind of funny. I was going to save it for when, um, when I'm on with Jamie sometime. But we, Jamie and I had a conversation a while back about why we dumped boyfriends. And (laughs) one one of the reasons I did is I dated this guy in college who turned his spoon upside down to eat ice cream. And I couldn't live with that. I I thought, I can't deal with that. So I I dumped him. And um, so this is why I'm not married, because I'm way too picky. But... But so I'm at the, I'm at the conference and and we ate first and then I was going to speak and sitting right there right smack in front of me is this really humongous luscious piece of chocolate cake and so I'm thinking okay I really want a bite of this chocolate cake even though I'm gluten free but I really really wanted it so I I got a picked up my fork and I thought well if I if I eat it normally I'm going to get chocolate frosting all over my teeth and then I got to go speak so I turned the fork upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just ate it. And don't you know if two people didn't call me on it after the event? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, I see them. You see the Europeans eating with their forks upside down all the time. And I'm just, I know. I just like, isn't the point that the stuff's supposed to be on top so it doesn't fall off? I just don't yeah, get it. I, I don't just... get it either. I don't get it. I was just trying to keep my teeth from getting yucky. <laughs> So people do listen to this show. Amazing. They do. They do. Yes. It's just amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know that you could eat uh, the recipe coming up in just a few minutes with your fork upside down. I'm not sure this one would work. It doesn't look like No. No. I think you're going to have to eat this one with a spoon right side up. (laughs) But first, we have to talk about our good friends over at the World Equestrian Center. There are sponsors for Monday. And we were over there. Heather was over there, obviously. You were showing there. But we went over to watch some of the driving and also to get ice cream because we really like their ice cream. And I have to tell you, this brought back memories. They have exotic flavors of ice cream there. They don't have just – I I didn't even see chocolate and vanilla. 
they just have these really exotic flavors. And they had um, coffee chocolate chip, which mm. I haven't... My dad's favorite ice cream was coffee. He's been dead like 17 years, but it brought back memories because I haven't had coffee ice cream since he was alive. And he used to eat coffee ice cream. It's the only ice cream he ate, and it was really good. I forgot how good coffee ice cream was. Wow. You never see it anyplace. And then throw chocolate chips in it, just made it better. So... I felt like I was tw- like 10 years old walking into the ice cream shop there. <laughs> it just like makes you feel like a little kid when you walk in there. Oh, and they have all kinds of candy and yes. Rice Krispie treats. And <laughs> it is cool. So tell us, I, did World Question Center live up to the things I've been saying every Monday on this show? Oh, absolutely. It is just, it's, I can't even tell, as a competitor, as a spectator, as everything, it's just an amazing, amazing facility. So... Nothing like hanging out in the air conditioning to go to before you have to go in the ring. That's pretty cool with your horse. It's funny. I was walking around and you walk by. They have multiple indoor arenas, large indoor arenas. And you walk by and the air conditioning just hits you. And it's like, you're not used to that. You know, you're not used to indoor arenas with air conditioning. Yeah. Can my Frisians were so appreciative of that. Too. I bet. <laughs> that air conditioning over the weekend. It was hot here. So you I got... just wonder what their electric bill is. Oh, it's got to be unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> And then all the lights and everything. You showed there's a stadium that's right in front of the five-star hotel, right. which just makes it for a beautiful backdrop because yeah. it's really nice. But that's where you showed was right in that the stadium. The Grand Arena, yep. And it was, um, it's, you come down a long ramp, which is a little nerving, unnerving when you have young horses. And, uh, but it, the horses, they go right down it. Like you, I think as a human, I made more of a deal out of it. Um, but you go into this beautiful ring and the Grand Hotel's right there or the hotel, the Equestrian Hotel's right there. And, um, it's the footing's phenomenal. Everything is phenomenal. That's, I don't know how else to say it. Everything you do there is just like, and you can't find manure anywhere. No. On the ground. <laughs> no, it's true. I don't know how they, and I've never seen anybody picking it up. I don't know how it goes. I, I don't know. It's like there's some fairy that runs around that you can't see. I don't know. I was told they have like 500 employees to keep the operations running there. So it's it's a lot. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. yeah, there's employees everywhere. They were washing the windows on the barns, on the doors, the glass doors of the barns. There was a whole crew just washing the windows the other day. And I'm going, this is a remote barn. And they were washing the windows. That's uh, It's just Amazing. incredible. Did you eat? Um, I did. Uh, the last night we were watching the Derby, and um, we had some pizza and oh. big salad. And yeah, the Italian place is good. The Italian place is good, and yeah. it's convenient, so yeah. it's right there. I did not get into the hotel to try all the things that I've heard about, like the pretzels and all that. But, you know, there's more time. I have time. <laughs> That's right. You live here now. You can I live here that. now. I can do that. <laughs> all right. Very good. Well, you can find out more about what's going on at the World Equestrian Center. I, you know, there were several shows going on when we were there the other day. I saw some of the Hackney Ponies doing their rounds. The hackneys and the saddlebreds, and yeah, it brought a lot of memories. I rode saddlebreds as a kid, so that brought a lot of memories back for me. Well, Lisa, yeah. too, right? I did, too, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they had the saddlebreds there with their shaky tails and the whole thing. Yep. You realize why they're called shaky tails when you see the saddlebreds out in the <laughs> mm-hmm. ring. You, but the hackney ponies, I said to Jennifer as we're sitting there watching them do the roadster class, mm-hmm. which the high action and the whole thing, I said to Jennifer, that's what Scooter thinks he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Yet he has none of that action at all. But he thinks he looks like that. WorldEquestrianCenter.com. You guys want to do a recipe every Monday? Now we're doing a holiday, holiday recipe of the week. This is can be for Thanksgiving. It can be for Christmas, whatever. We're going to do it now through Christmas time. Uh, we love doing recipes. And, and apparently a lot of people liked last week's. So we're going to give it a shot again today with one of our terrific auditors named Amy Robinson. She's joining us with a very unique recipe recipe.
Well, Amy, I'm so glad you're here because this is a really, really unique recipe. It is the... um, it's a convent pudding from a 1938 cookbook by the Visiting Nurse Association of Milwaukee. How did you find this recipe? Well, I found it. There's a used bookstore in downtown Milwaukee, and it's just an absolute hidden gem. And I just happened to stumble on this cookbook, and I was like, well, I've, I've got to get it. It was from 1938, and there's even a an original recipe or sorry, um, there's even an original uh, receipt in the book, and it's just no so way. cool. So I, I had to get it. It's just <laughs> a really neat piece of history, and the recipes are just, they're fun to make, and some of the ingredients are a little tough to find these days, but it's its really cool. Yeah, because, because in 1938, people cooked completely differently than they do now, and they ate differently. It definitely seems like that. I um you know, admittedly, I didn't really know how different it was until I started looking to this cookbook. <laughs> well, you, you have to remember, too, that 1938 was right after the Depression was yes. just coming out of the Depression. So when you look at the ingredients here, except for one, uh, they were stuff that you could get pretty easily. So, yeah, I can see that you alter this recipe a little, and it's a Depression recipe, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm looking at it, and and we'll share what the ingredients are in just a second. So everybody knows what we're talking about, but, but I'm looking at there, there's like very little that's like healthy in here. <laughs> it's 1938. We didn't know about that. Exactly. And if you, if you hear convent pudding, you would think it would be sweet. And um, so it was def it's definitely not, which is kind of a unique twist on it, I guess. Yeah. And so you've actually made this, right? Yes. Um, so really, I found this during COVID and we'd have our friends over and we just pick a random recipe from this cookbook and like, well, let's give it a shot. They've even got um, the first, you know, in typical Wisconsin fashion, the first chapter is all cocktails. Um, so of course, we had to make some of those too, but um, the first page is an old fashioned and I would recommend that as well. But um, yeah, we had some friends over and we had some drinks and we're like, well, let's make convent pudding. And that's kind of... Um, that was kind of our first fun. adventure, but, so, but we loved it so much, we ended up making it for um, holiday gathering. Yeah, and this isn't really like pudding like we know pudding today. It 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 doesn't look like it anyway. It doesn't look like, you know, you're going to go make chocolate pudding or something. This is quite different. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us what it yeah. is. What do you yeah. do? Okay. So, um, I guess to kind of start off, the ingredients are you're going to need a half a cup of dry macaroni, one cup of... They say fresh breadcrumbs. I just use breadcrumbs from the store. Um, One cup of milk, a quarter cup of butter, one tablespoon of chopped green pepper, one tablespoon of chopped pimento. Then you're going to cook the macaroni just like you normally would. And then you're going to add all the other ingredients to this after you, of course, drain the macaroni. Then you're going to bake it. Um, It does not tell you in the recipe how long to cook it for or what temperature, but we normally (laughs) cook it around 40 minutes at 350. Um, And then you serve it with a mushroom sauce, which is also really interesting, but it's delicious. So the mushroom sauce is a half a pound of fresh mushrooms. What you're going to do is you're going to have a cup of milk Um, With a half a teaspoon of salt, you're going to put that half a pound of fresh mushrooms in a double boiler for about 25 minutes. You're going to thicken it with one and a half tablespoons of flour mixed with two tablespoons of soft butter and cook until it thickens. Um, I think you could serve it two ways. We normally, um, for holiday gatherings, we'll put them... 
we will put the mushroom sauce on top of the pudding, if you will. Um, and that's how we'll serve it for large gatherings. But you can also just spoon the mushroom sauce on top of individual servings. Okay, so I've got two questions. One is the recipe uh, at the very beginning said milk, but it, it says sweet milk. So I'm not a cook. So is that is sweet milk different from like whole milk or regular milk? I'm honestly not sure myself. We've so. always done just regular milk. Okay. Um, I don't know if that would back then would that have been condensed milk? I don't know. I can't imagine. Oh, it, being it might sweet. be. No. It might, what do it might you have think? been condensed I milk. I bet it was condensed milk. I think condensed milk. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's thicker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, it kept and then longer. And then so what does this taste like? It's mushrooms. very lots of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll I'll say my husband he does not like mushrooms at all, but he loves convent pudding. Because um, so I don't like mushrooms at all. I'm with him. You're thinking I might like this, huh? <laughs> I think so. Drew loves it. And and honestly, we all kind of made it, I wouldn't say as a, as a joke, but we were all like, what is this? Now, you were it's drinking like, old fashions. Are you sure that's the only reason <laughs> yeah. that you didn't like this? And, uh... Yeah. Is there well, a specific I mean, kind of mushroom? It, um, well, that's question we just we just normally use um well i guess we've used a couple of different kinds but it, it doesn't say so i think you could use any kind of mushroom and dress it up however you want to i think you could kind of make it your own if you want to add in you know a few other things and kind of build from this but it's it's very rich it's very dense it is very 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 filling um this kind of has a british influence that. really oh I yeah mean, when you yeah. look at it because their puddings tend to be not you know they have a lot of puddings that are savory so this i yeah. i did think british when i saw this especially with the with the milk and all that yeah so you serve this hot yes you serve it hot um and honestly it makes for good leftovers and i'm not really a leftover kind of girl but um it does make for pretty good leftovers and saying that it has a, a british kind of flair to it i was trying to figure out so this book is really interesting and in that there are um everyone submitted recipes for it you'll even see recipes from mrs paps and mrs usinger which are some prominent families in the city of milwaukee but the um the individual who submitted this recipe is Anne Mahotka. And I I tried so much to find where is the origin origin of that name because I was curious also. Not really sure. Hmm. Well that would be interesting to find out. It would be. Did Mrs. Yeah. Paps have beer in her recipe? Please tell me there was beer in the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't recall that it did. The Usinger one was very interesting. So that's a, a part they make um, sausage. They're still located in Milwaukee and the family still owns the business. But um, that was kind of, they gave their own barbecue sauce recipe before we had, you know, bottled barbecue sauce, which was really interesting. But Now, huh. did 90% of the recipes you are in Wisconsin have cheese in them or... Was <laughs> you could put cheese on top of this, I guess, if you wanted to. I, you know, uh, I think you maybe. Could. Yeah, just add to the calories at this point. Yes, <laughs> yes, and the cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, is this, would you would you serve this like as a main meal, or is this more of a dessert? Um, I would serve it as a main meal, maybe with um, maybe with a salad or or a different vegetable, but um, it makes a very good you know, kind of main entree, I would say. And the the family really loved it. We brought it to, oh gosh, I guess it would have been Easter was the last one we brought it to. And there's a lot of questions because as you're looking at it, it's this very thick, tall dish. And there's <laughs> this kind of like brown sauce. mush. Does it kind of look like brown <laughs> yeah. mush? Uh, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Everyone's like, gosh, what was that? But it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I appeal. Not so good on this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is interesting. You know, the whole story is interesting, actually. And, and you, yes. you sent us pictures. I'll put one of them in the show notes. You sent us pictures of the cookbook, and it looks like a cookbook from the 19, you know, from 1938. It really does. Yeah. So you mentioned the receipt, too. What, how, what did the original book sell for? Let me see if I've... That's an author asking more. that question. Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to say it's like two bucks or something. Yeah. Um, so it was... The receipt is for C.J. Lawrence, um, Staple and Fancy Groceries and Home Bakery on 2201 North Farwell Avenue in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and it looks like they there are several items here listed, uh, um, and I can't really see what... You know, it's kind of hard to really read. And it might be that it wasn't, that the book wasn't, she just might have stuck it in the book. It might be the the ingredients for this recipe. Um, But it looks like the total was uh, $3.26. And and it was the fancy grocery store. It was the Whole Foods of its time. Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This is very cool. Well, that's very fun. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today with the recipe for convent pudding. We will put the recipe in the show notes. If you just scroll left or right there on your podcast player, you'll find the recipe and give it a try. If you do give it a try and you're an auditor, we want to see pictures and comments in the auditor room about if yes. you liked it or not, right? Let Amy know if you oh, liked yeah. it. She's in the auditor <laughs> room as well. We do need, I have next week covered, Reese is going to stop by next week. Reese, years ago, she's the host of the Dressage Radio Show. She started recipes on this show probably 12 years ago. When we had first started, uh, Jamie and I said, oh, let's do some recipes. And Reese was known to have recipes. And she did that even before she hosted the dressage show. So she's coming back to give us a recipe, a holiday recipe. And I've eaten much of her food, and it's really good. So, Amy, <laughs> thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And if you would like to give your recipe, drop me a note at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. And one of these Mondays before Christmas, we'll have you on. See you, Amy. Take care. Bye, Amy. Thank you guys so much. Enjoyed it. Have a good day. The PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science. Their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even with the most established feeds, they keep innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They are dedicated to the scientific method, but it can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. Put the research to the test at horseinnovation.com. Heather, so you we got a lot of things to talk to you about, but let's talk about you. What made you want to get out of retirement from showing and get back into it? Um, actually, it's because of where the show was. Yeah. Um, I was super excited to have a show um, at the World Equestrian Center because it's such an amazing place. And I've had these young Frisians coming along, and it, that's it's been a long road. One of them got injured right after I bought him so he's been on the so i was excited to actually get them to a show and um i don't know everything you know sometimes when everything just starts falling into place the right carriage came by the right harness came by like i wasn't forcing any of the solutions and yet everything was kind of falling together so um i decided it was time to do it and your frisians tell us tell us about them um they're a young pair of frisians i bought um out of sarasota um, about three years ago. And the day after I bought them, one of them got seriously injured, not structurally, but um, had a huge hawk injury and laid him up for <laughs> a year and a half. Oh, And um, 
I know all the ins and outs of of wrapping hawks now. I can <laughs> I can wrap a hawk like nobody. Um, but so it was a long road getting them put back together. So it was exciting. And then um, I don't know. They're just you sit behind Frisians and uh, yeah, I feel like the queen driving for <laughs> Yeah. So what kind of show was it? What'd you do? So I uh, so the show was part of the Ocala International. Um, competition that was there with the Saddlebreds and the Morgans. It was just in a different ring. So they ran, what they did is they ran the Saddlebreds in the morning and in the evening, and then they had the carriage horses go in the afternoon to fill that, the main arena during the day. And um, so we were part of that, and I showed um, the pair horse division. So Was it a pretty class? What were you doing? It was a pretty class. Like yeah. <laughs> the, the pleasure driving, so combined driving is obviously it has you a know, the grit. name. That's what I yeah. call it. Yeah, the grit. Yeah. Combined driving is kind of the grit and the go, you know, go yeah. for it and gutsy and all that. And um, pleasure driving is more like this is how we would go trot around New York City. This is how we would go. You know, it's the pretty. It's it's the pretty carriage and the pretty harness and you know, and you looked pretty. Pretty hats. We were all dressed yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, and um, they they have several different classes. They have a. Um, turnout class, which they actually, it's truly judging how correct you are in your turnout. And, um, and then the working class judges more on the horses. And then they have the reinsmanship class, which is more on like an equitation class, judging on the, the driver. And then they run three cones courses. So that makes up the division, um, of, for the pair How'd of horses. How'd you do? Um, we did super well. We won the turnout class and Woo-hoo! with my, with my carriage that we brought out of retirement as well. And um, uh, won the working class. Those, my Frisians stepped right up to the plate and did a great job. And with a little help from an air-conditioned um, warm-up arena, they stayed <laughs> nice and fresh for me the whole time. And then um, the Cones courses were the second day. And I tell you with no lie that we were running we were running what we thought was on time to get to the ring. Now we, tra- we trailered in, so we had thought we were well, okay. You have to park a ways away, too, when you trailer in. Yes, but it was a nice walk, and thankfully it's a nice long walk because it ended up being my warm-up, because as I'm coming (laughs) down to the ring, I hear my name being called, and you're in the ring, and so we like literally trotted down the ramp and into Into the the ring ring and to the first set of cones, (laughs) and my young paraphrasians have never seen cones other than across the street at my neighbor's, so um, yeah, that was the first time we just, you know, went in. How many cones stayed up? uh, We kept all the cones up. Um, I drove a little conservative, big, you know, big circles and that kind of thing. I wasn't going yeah. for tight and all that, but I uh, wanted to give them good experience in cones. And that's, that was my goal from, you know, it was, our goal was to smile, have fun, take lots of great pictures with that hotel behind us and, yeah. um, and give my horses a good experience. That was really the goal. Well, I saw some of the pictures and it looked amazing. We were there for the Derby class, which was the next Saturday night. We were there for the Derby class and got to watch that, which was, Derby's always a lot of fun because they have cones and then they have a couple of what are traditional cross country or marathon obstacles. And you do a combination of those at speed and it's, it's four speed. And so that's always fun to watch. And then Mary was there with her ponies, with the gangsters. I posted a video of that. They're mm-hmm. so darn cute. They are they cute. Are. They're they always are smaller than I think they're, you know, because I think of Scooter, who's like uh, almost 13 hands, and these guys are tiny. They are yeah. tiny. They yeah. are tiny. But what's interesting is is she had, like, you even look at the whole package is so sized well, because, you know, every, the, the people on the carriage are also, were also, 
you know, smaller people. And so right. you had like the whole package. <laughs> like if you took it out and you put a picture of it, you wouldn't really know that it was that tiny. Yeah, they're little, but they're cute <laughs> as heck. And I they did are. post that on my personal page if anybody wants to see that on Facebook. Uh, so let's talk about Frisians. We haven't talked about Frisians. First of all, I have a question for you. <laughs> Jamie and I might pick on Frisians a little bit. <laughs> Mostly it's every movie in the world including the movies with knights from the Middle Ages, are riding Frisians. Everybody's mm-hmm. riding Frisians. And mm-hmm. we found out from movie people why that is, okay? Uh, and it's basically because of continuity. It makes it easy. They're all black. They They're all look black. alike. They all look alike. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's why they do it. But does, do you get mad every time Jamie and I pick on the fact that they only use Frisians? <laughs> no, actually, um, I think it's brought Frisians kind of like how the Budweiser Clydesdales are to the draft. You know, everybody thinks that a draft horse is a Budweiser Clydesdale. And so the Frisians, um, the movie work and all that that has given them a tremendous amount of popularity in the breed and exposure. So, so would you? Yeah. So, if somebody's looking at getting the Frisian because they're pretty and all of that, they're right? Pretty. They're pretty. They're very pretty. <laughs> if somebody's looking at getting one, give us the real story on. That, let's say they're coming from quarter horses, just to make it easy. Okay, and they're going to get a Frisian. What's different about the Frisians? What do they have to look for? Um. So the Frisians um, are absolutely, they are stunning. They're beautiful. And they have the most, most of them have the most wonderful temperament. They are golden mm-hmm. retrievers all day long. They want to be in your pocket. They are absolutely the sweetest things. But with beauty comes a lot of maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they are not for, and may, it could be also because I have them living in Florida versus mm. their nor- their normal climate, um, which would not be anything like Florida. Um, so it's possible they, they do are prone to skin issues and things like that. So there's a lot of, they're very yeah, temperamental. True. Almost every horse down here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, they have to have like, you don't want to change their hay a lot. And you know, you just have to, you have to be a good horse person to have these horses. They are not for the, for, you know, the real non-committed. Do they horse act person. more like draft horses? Cause they're drafty. Um, hmm. but, or do, are they more like ponies? Um, funny enough, when I got my Frisians, the first, and this goes with our Halloween theme, I saw a picture of one on um, Facebook, and it was a picture of one with they had clipped in just spook at it. Um, oh. <laughs> and to be honest, they are they they snort and they huff and puff a little bit like a saddlebred. Oh. Um, yeah. but yet they are, they're, they have a good size to them. Mine are only about 15, two, 15, three. So they're not, oh, but they always horses. look bigger because of the hair, yeah. but they yeah. stand up and yeah. they stand up with like, you know, with their necks up. And so yeah. I kind of have my saddlebred roots and my draft horse roots blending together when I drive my free. So Heather, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, well, uh, quite a few years ago now, I did a book on, um, country music stars and their horses. And I interviewed Janice Oliver from the Sweethearts of the Rodeo. And she had this amazing Frisian name. Named Redondo. And uh, she said she loved Frisians because out of all of the breeds, they bonded with a human more so than other breeds. Like they, they had one person that they really bonded with. Do you find that to be true? I do. Um, the Frisians definitely, they bond with the human being. They um, are just the kindest. You know, my ponies, I loved them. I adored them. But they were like, yeah, mom, I got enough of you. Thanks. But yeah, the Frisians yeah. are always, they're always wanting to be in your pocket. Um, they do bond very much with their owners. Um, and 
they just, I don't, I, they're just a different, they're very different. They're, they're yeah. different than I, other horses. I, I just had. remember her saying that, like, if you, you have a dog and your dog kind of goes with you everywhere. And she said that the Frisian was more like that in that th- there was that one person that was his person. And, and it was hard for them if, if they were sold or they had a, a somebody else come in and take care of the, you know, day to day, it was hard for them to transfer that bond to a different person. Yeah, um, my my transfer from the previous owner involved a lot of cookie, cookies and oh. and uh, lots of kisses. They loved it could be kisses on their noses, and they're very social. They really do want to be with you a lot. It's it's they're very different than a lot of horses I've had in the past, and I've had a lot of different breeds with our carriage business and stuff. I've had a lot of different breeds, um, but the Frisians are they're pretty special that way. And yeah, I, I think I told you earlier is that. Hey, when you're sitting behind them, it's you feel like the queen driving these horses. They're they're just it's a lot of power in front of you, but yet they're just super soft in the bridle, um, and they're really just. I mean, you feel the power that that they have, but it doesn't go anywhere in a bad way. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a yeah. positive thing. Um, yeah. So yeah. And so, what about all the feathers? I mean, how do you? I mean, in, in what's the your winter, product of choice? Is what she says exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So there's, um, I have a little trick on Frisian feathers. I cut them off. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh no. I do not show in breed Frisian shows. I show Frisians as carriage horses. So, um, yeah, for your commercial business. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. what we do, and also for a lot of the coaching, um, I know Gloria Austin, um, she kept the feathers off of her Frisians too. Um, and in Europe, you'll see some of the Frisians they show there. They, um, call them Belgian blacks, I think. Um, and they cut the feather All right, off so of what do you do too. with the mane? The mane. And the mane and the tails get lots of conditioner and lots of combing there's and brushing. There's a lot of and that. There's a lot, a lot of that, yeah. And I was recently <laughs> friends with L'Oreal. L'Oreal or Clairol or one of those hair coloring. Yeah. Because we had a little sun bleach going on before the horse show. So. Oh. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you had to color there. <laughs> so we were coloring the mane a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Went through one box of horse. Do bird. they get any white at all? I don't. They they certainly don't encourage that. Like yeah. that's that would not be a breed that positive a good feature. Yeah. No, you, yeah, I think you they can them. have. Yeah, I think they can have a little star, like a tiny star. But I think they they try to limit it, limit that even. Yeah. Do you use them? So with your carriage business, and you do commercial carriage business, so you do weddings, funerals, um, you know, all different kinds of things. Do you? Where do you tend to use the Frisians, and where do you tend to use the draft horses? So I have not formally brought the Frisians in other than just doing one funeral. They had... Um, Funerals would be perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. that would be... Um, but I think they could look stunning on the front of a Cinderella carriage, too. Oh, um, that's true. You know, yeah. I think you have to... I think it's there's got to be a little education that's going on there. So I think once I get some videos um, up of them actually pulling some of our commercial carriages. I haven't used them in the past, mainly because we talked about the injury before, but we also had a problem of teaching Frisians that are, um, these are a little sporty Frisians, um, how to stand. And mm. so they've been doing a lot of standing lessons. Because your carriage horses, they stand a lot. Oh, You're just waiting all the time. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, hurry up, get there. the bride never shows up on time. <laughs> no. Right. And they, don't, they rarely come out of the church from a funeral on time either. So right. um, there's so much standing. And they just, I mean, they just have to stand and stand and stand. And a lot of times, all we are there for is to be a photo prop. We're not there to actually provide transportation. So uh. to get a horse to stand for two hours and with minimal fussing... Is that's is, a lot. Is a lot to ask for any. That's horse. a lot to for ask. Any yeah. even draft horses. Even or, draft horses. Yeah. yeah. When you, in, with your drafts, do you prefer the Clydes? 
I love my Clydes and my Shires for the for the commercial work. Oh. They're um, some of my, especially that her the our Polish hers. Um, that carriage is very heavy, and um, so if you hit Florida sand, it'll sink. And I love the fact that they can pull it effortlessly. Um, but I also love the temperament because they just stand there. They're happy. They're actually quite happy, especially in Florida in the heat, to just stand there. And um, they're friendly, um, great with the public. So that's, you know, they have those traits to them. We talked to you you about five years ago, I think, five or six years ago, about how the funeral business, the carriage funeral business, was really taking off. It'd become a thing, right? Yes. Is that true still? Is it still a thing or is it? faded a bit i think it's leveled off i think that's true with almost all the business post-covid um for us is what we've seen is that it's it's gone back to a nice mixture before i think we were if you had all your eggs in one basket going into covid you were going to have a problem like if you were only doing weddings you were going to have a tough time getting through covid um but we had both we had both wedding carriages and we had just started kind of tinkering into the to the funeral business and um, it turned out that our business swayed completely towards doing, um, you know, sadly, we did a lot of t- just more funerals than I ever expected mm. those couple of years. Um, and now I'm seeing just kind of a balance. We're getting back to, you know, the a more healthy weddings and funerals, but not one more than the other kind of balancing itself out again. And Robin Donahue, who's one of our auditors too, yes, you know, know uh, does the same kind of business in Texas. Uh, she does a lot of bar- is barats, right? Yes. And the do, Indian do you, weddings. Do you do the Indian weddings too? Yes. And they're probably, to be honest, it's probably my favorite thing to do. <laughs> well, they're, they're bizarre. <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. they Once you have a good horse, and, and the good horse is the key here, because the horse is probably the most difficult part of this whole equation to find. Um, yes. It is like going to a party in your pajamas for, you know, for like, you just... Yeah, anybody that doesn't know, just YouTube Barat and see what you find. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun, so much fun. So you're still happy to be in the carriage business? I am. Yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it. And um, we have, you know, we're still doing a lot of work down south and I still have some, and we're creating some new work up here. So that's good. Oh, and you know the Florida Turnpike very well. I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which isn't always fun, by the way. No. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you're living in Ocala. Now, Jennifer and I talked about when the next week or two we're coming over to see the ponies, because I I need some draft horse time. Yes. Come over and see all those draft horses. And like I said, my ponies are still there. My ponies that I competed with in 2015, up through 2015 are there. Um, And yeah, we'll have to go for a drive. We've we've created a little route around our, our neighborhood. So The neighbors are now used to you plodding around? They're getting there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're getting there. <laughs> she had a great place before uh, where where you were located down on the coast. It was a really great, it was a community that you could go out in, and it was a lot of fun going out there, too. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll great. be a lot of fun. Well, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. This is it. so much fun. I can't believe yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you've been listening for a long time. I have. Yeah. I have. I, and you know, it, I, as you know, I do tons of miles of driving. Obviously, we just talked about that for my job. And so you guys are on like my right-hand side all the time. Hey, good. <laughs> good.
like to free your horse to fly? The super soft deep seat of the Wintech Pro Jump provides the perfect level of grip to support your balance without restricting your movement. Your horse will enjoy the super soft panels that hug their confirmation on every stride, freeing them to soar over any jump course. Visit wintech-saddles.com to find your nearest retailer or try, uh, and while you're there, try the Wintech Pro Jump today. Do you use Wintech? Lisa, there at the, at the oh, absolutely. Yeah, therapeutic we don't riding. jump. Yeah, yeah, we don't jump. But I love the Wintex because they fit almost every horse we have, and they last just forever, and they're balanced. So what? What more can you ask for? You think and you have a mold. variety of horses, Heather? She has a really variety of horses <laughs> over there. We have one who's who's one eighth Shire. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. You have all shapes and sizes, which is why most therapeutic riding centers use Wintex. Plus, yes. plus the the students can beat on them, they can throw them down, they can jump on them. It doesn't matter. Well, and and in our humid Tennessee summers, they don't mold. Mm. You know, we have so much trouble with some of the other saddles, even though we leave lights on and dehumidifiers and the whole thing. That mold is a huge you, issue. You have to have us. you have to have your leather stuff in Florida inside in the summer. You can't Absolutely. leave it out. Oh, it's moldy in a day. Yeah. 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 You just have to. Like your harness, your leather harness must stay inside an air conditioner. Air conditioning tack room. Yeah, the new barn. Yeah. I'm fortunate that there's a, a, a second tack room that's air conditioned. So I'm keeping all my harness in there because I did. I even had some lines that we were using on a daily basis, some reins, and they went molded mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But Tennessee's the same way. Yeah, yeah, so so give out give your Wintech a try. Jennifer actually is over to barn right now, probably riding in her Wintech. I don't think she has the pro jump. She has the all purpose. All right, mm-hmm. let's uh do we have some first world problems? We, we do. All right. Oh, absolutely. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Now, these are first world problems that are provided by our auditors every Monday morning. And uh, I hope that they're less real problems and more first world problems because last week we had a lot of real problems. So Yes, we yeah. did. We did. But I, I'm very intrigued about some of these these problems. Maybe we can help solve them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try. Yeah. So so Kathleen writes, I bought a 40-pound bag of carrots for my one horse that doesn't eat apples. And I bought a three-pound bag of apples for the four that do eat them. Now, how to divide them fairly? This is the kind of math problem that should be on tests. <laughs> That's the kind you get on your SAT. You know? Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> How many apples do they each get? Oh, you know, know the weights, too. Uh, it's I B. Yeah, the answer is B. B. Yeah, exactly. It's always B. It's always B. Because you know but you got a all... 30% chance of getting it right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's all of the above. That's my, my default answer. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> So, so Nicole says, I took a week off work for a lovely staycation, but now I'm behind on my HRN podcast because I listen at work. Ah, oh, we, we got to change that system. That obviously isn't the, working. No, that's a huge problem. Either you can't I mean, take off anymore, or you have to start listening to us other times. There's just no yes. choice. Yeah, yeah. Yes, when I get exactly. behind, I can never decide. Am I going to start like with today and go back? Oh. Or am I going to start with back and go forward? I, I never know how to do what I, I want to do. What do you end up doing? I don't think I ever do it the same each time. It's I, I usually try to go back. I just I like to have it in order. I'm well, a very order person. It's interesting because I listen to a daily tech show, and that doesn't 
ours, you kind of almost have to listen in order because Jamie's stories kind of go in order, Correct. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More Jamie's stories than anything. Um, but I can see why you'd want to listen to ours in order. That tech show, I'm a kind of the same way, and theirs are very insulated, right? Each episode is its own yeah. thing, talking about tech stories of that day, but I still like to listen in order. Isn't that weird? I do. I, Isn't I, that weird? Sometimes weird. I'll listen to, like, if it's a Friday, I'll listen to Fridays, and then you start referring to stuff, and I'm like, oh, got to go back. <laughs> Why did I ruin it for myself? I have to go back. <laughs> and I do think that's more Jamie's stories than anything, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, I love this one from Matt. He said, Beth and I are redoing the bathroom of our late 1800s farmhouse, but we only have one bathroom. Beth refused to use the outhouse even (laughs) after I installed a modern toilet seat. (laughs) We had an outhouse at the first farm when I met Jennifer. They lived on a 100-acre farm, and it had a working outhouse. Now, they had a bathroom in the house, but there was a working outhouse, and it was the two-seater. And I always want, it had actually two holes, two toilet two seats, seats, two things for toilet paper. And I always wondered if people actually did go out there together. I don't know. I don't know. My So when I grew up in Minnesota, we had this big old house next door that nobody lived in. And it was really the first house in the whole area. It was built in 1863. And it had a three-seater outhouse. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I can understand That's husband and wives weird. going out together, but husband and wives and their kid? I don't know. I know. The neighbor? I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I don't even cow. know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so today is Halloween, so we have to have a few, uh, a few Halloween problems. And April says that I actually had a cute carved pumpkin this year, but when I went out to the barn, I left it on a fence post for just a few minutes and Josie, who is her draft horse, knocked it off and ate it. There's nothing left. <laughs> they do like pumpkin. They do. Yeah. Oh, they do. It's good yes. for their tummies, I think, too. I think Dr. Wendy has said that in the past, that pumpkin's good for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah they are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know so. a whole pumpkin is good for them. But. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, Misty says, I got entered for a Halloween costume contest at a bar, but I wasn't even dressed up. Western wear problems. I kept telling the people I rode two of my horses this morning, and this is my normal. <laughs> she had the smell right there with her, too. So it was the whole thing, right, the whole package. Right there. Yeah, I know. It's like most authentic. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's very, very authentic. Yes. Yes. So, um, so, um, so Amy writes that her sister is due on in May. And Amy is refu- Amy is referring to her due date as Derby Day, and her sister's getting mad at her because she's <laughs> <laughs> referring to the, the birth as Derby Day. <laughs> you watch it be on Derby Day. I know, right? <laughs> it will it will be. It will be for sure. You know, and then um um So Kayla says, I have a precious little mini who is so cute and so much easier to care for than the big horses, but his teeny tiny poops are so small that they slip through the tines of her muck fork and make his stall hard to clean. (laughs) I do never have that problem. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) No, 
No, I would never have that problem, you know. But I mean, how how big are draft horse poops? I mean, oh, huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. you can't fit them on one fork. Well, they, if they eat fifty pounds of hay, like minimum a day. Think, of, I mean, that's got to yeah. So they're basically eating a bale a day, a, a bale a day. Bales. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, I absolutely. I remember when we had our percherons that I couldn't fit it all in one forkful. You couldn't fit oh, no. one pile in a fork. You mm-hmm. needed two scoops. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And oh, try wow. it. And, yeah. And for all of you eating cereal right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one from Robin. This is Lisa's she fault. Said, she and, asked the question. It's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah blame me. Blame me. <laughs> so Robin posts every time I type hit on my phone, it autocorrects it to hashtag HITM happy day. <laughs> <laughs> Mine does too. If I type H I, it goes hit them because I type that so often. H I T M. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it it's, a, it's a little scary though that you know your phone can really, de- you know, figure all of that stuff out. Well, we can mention something random right now, and it'll pop up on everybody's phone ads for that in five minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You watch it. It'll happen every time. Like if we mention stand-up desk. Okay, you can all thank me. You're going to get stand-up desk ads right now for the next uh, two days. I love mine, by the way. (laughs) Jennifer just got one. That's brand new. Uh This is a stand-up desk, too. Uh, I love mine. I I found mine. um, So there's lots of teachers going back to school. And I found a very lightly used one from a teacher. And it's just the best thing ever. I normally stand up when I do the show. I'm sitting right now, but when I do, then I couldn't see you because right. the monitor's in the way. So I, was like, I had to figure that problem out. All right. Sorry, Lisa. That's okay. Okay. Anna's, and thank you all. Um, you can all thank me for your ads coming up for stand-up desks there you go. from Amazon here shortly. <laughs> So, Anna, who lives in Minnesota, says, it's going to be beautiful here in Minnesota this week, 60 to 70 all week, but my horses are super fuzzy and I've already packed away my summer clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate. I can relate. I have a bunch of hairy draft horses that have already been clipped once and they're needing to be reclipped yet again. They grew their hair in Florida this year early for some reason, and all the horses seem to, and it's still hot here. Oh, it's been hot here. And, you know, we had, um, we had, uh, like freezing, like last week, it was like 26. And now you're back to 80. (laughs) Now we're back to 80. It's, I just don't, don't get it. So it's just crazy, crazy weather. Yeah. So was that the last one? That's, that's, uh, we have one more. Okay. One more. Um, so, um, Terry writes that it's a real problem, but it's still a first world equestrian problem that she has to learn to use a nebulizer on her horses. <laughs> so I, I don't know if there's breathing problems or asthma or uh, or why, but that could be a little uh, difficult you, you gotta thing get to, to stand to for that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. interesting. What size is that nebulizer too, by the way? It's going to be like a bucket. I know. <laughs> yeah. <Sure. laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a horse nebulizer. I have seen one. It's, but yeah, it's pretty much the size of a bucket. But doesn't it take a it. while to do the nebulizer thing? It's oh like, yeah, they have to breathe for yeah. a while, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I have asthma, and so I use one, and it's like a five, six, seven minute treatment. And so Ooh, I can't see Scooter standing there for that. Can, <laughs> yeah, and then it's it's going to smell funny to the horse. Yeah. And know. they can't eat while they're doing it, so no, you can't bribe no. them. 
No, and they can't move their feet. And um, who was that yeah. that did this? What's the first name? Uh, this was Terry. Terry, post a picture of Ter- with them all hooked up. I want to see the picture yeah. in the auditor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Heather, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at www.windchase.farm. Wind. I saw you had a dot farm. I didn't even know that was an extension. I know, but I will tell you, I because there's somebody else that's kind of famous that has wind chase, you know, the other way. And oh. um, so I, when it came up, I was like, but everybody asked me about it. They're like dot farm or dot farm dot com, and I'm like, no, it's dot farm. And I it didn't was new. No, that they I had love that. that. I know. I didn't either. That is cool. Yeah. I'm still getting used to the dot horse because I have a few people that have that now. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was one. Yeah, we have yeah. we own podcast dot horse. Okay. Um, so yeah, but I didn't know about Dot Farm. Dot Farm. <laughs> Who knew? Learn something new every day. It's, <laughs> so it's Windchase Dot Farm. If they want to hire you to do a carriage thing in Florida, absolutely. All right, sounds good. And uh, of course, Lisa, where can they find you and your books? Oh, uh, LisaWysaki Dot Com or on Amazon Dot Com. Just type in my name, and everything should pop up. Very good. I have nothing to sell, so you can just find me at horseradionetwork.com. <laughs> and auditors, hang on, because we're going we're gonna to continue this conversation after in the post-show. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Heather, you did great. Good job. Yes. Thank you. You both did great. That was a fun show. That was fun. It was. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, anytime we get an auditor on, I always, uh, we have two today, but anytime we get an auditor on as a guest, they're always so excited to be here. So it makes it fun for us, as opposed to guests who have no idea who we are, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I think I did the first couple interviews over the phone, and it's just different. It's much easier to, to be relaxed and flow with it when you're sitting in. So thank you for it inviting you me up, over. It yeah. was great. Well, you know, I, I thought you pick well, up facial you, expressions. Yeah, I mean, that's just, true. you pick up facial expressions and body language when you're right there. Once you Lisa get over gets the, her gets her proper internet over there at the farm, <laughs> uh, we'll be able to do video too. So we'll, we'll see each other. You know, the listeners won't see us, but it is easier to see each other. Jamie will not do yeah. it because she's always a mess in the morning. So <laughs> she just won't do video. <laughs> she's, she's, she's just refusing to do it. I don't know if the new bosses are going to make us do video at some point, And then I think she'll just quit. Uh, I, I don't think, she thinks she has to look all pretty. I said, no, you don't have to look pretty. We're a horse show. You know, right? you exactly. Exactly. So there was an auditor, oh, Nikki, Nikki, who does the WTF show with us. Uh, she said, she posted a question in the auditor room. What's one horsey type thing you are terrible at? I'll go first. I'm the worst at sweeping alleyways. Always have, have been and always will be. So who wants to go first? Heather, what are you terrible at? Uh, what am I terrible at in the barn? I am terrible at... Getting the baling twine all collected up. I can't. It's always like <laughs> everywhere. It's like I'm always. And that's a big one. I'm always like trying to get it all wrapped up, and it's like half around my head, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my pet peeve, which is funny. I should be good at picking it all up, but I just it's uh, yeah. It's always. Well, you use you have a lot of baling twine too. <laughs> yes, day and day yes. for each of those beasts. <laughs> I'm just getting this visual of you just covered in baling twine. <laughs> How much hay do you buy at a time? 
Um, I, I used to buy by the weight, but where I'm buying now, I actually buy by the bundle. So I buy two bundles, which is 42 bales. Um, and that lasts me not just shy of not a week, really a week, not even a week. <laughs> and everybody, Florida, hey, so cheap down here. Oh wow! <laughs> this is why wow. Jennifer won't let me have a draft horse. Is because she said we can afford the board, we can't afford to feed and them the and the board, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and don't ever take draft horses on as a boarding client because you have to just say to them, "If you supply the hay." Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and the shaving, and the shaving, and you have to clean up the poop. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we have a a Belgian quarter horse cross named Tessie Glenn. You've met yes. her, um, and Jen Jen rode her. And so we're just so fortunate. We have a farmer who is donating some round bales to Colby's Army, the nonprofit. And so, but we can't throw the round bale out because when we do, it's Tessie's round bale, and I tell you, she will defend that round bale within an inch of her life. <laughs> <laughs> so. So we have to like peel layers off of it and throw. throw oh, piles there's always out. one, isn't there? There's always there one. There is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's go through. Let's yeah. go through a couple, okay. and then we'll get to Lisa. We'll get to what yours is. But a couple of the auditors. Okay. Let's see what they said. Keeping my horses in their pen. I like to let them roam the entire property. We did that at our first farm because it was a hundred acres, and we sat back by ourselves. The lane was almost a mile long, and uh, a couple of the ponies we would let roam loose, and they would just always be standing by the back door in the morning when you'd come out, waiting for you to feed them, and they would just wander the property. We thought that was the coolest thing ever. Because they never went anywhere. Right, um, right. Yeah. I couldn't do that with Scooter. He'd be gone. Yeah, I tried <laughs> that a gone. couple of times. And <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> no. Clipping. At this point, I just tell myself I do it for health reasons, not beauty. <laughs> I like I clipping. That. That's one of the things I do like doing. I like doing the clipping. Uh, but I don't it's know an acquired I have, skill. It it's is. It's an acquired skill. Yeah. Jennifer's an ace at it. She's done. You know, I, it's like, oh. Yeah. Uh, lunging. Yeah. How do you hold the whip and the line? <laughs> I think us that are... <laughs> I got the, that one. Yeah, carriage drivers are a little better at that. We can hold that yes. whip with one hand and the reins and yeah. the whole thing. So we're a little better yeah. at that. Uh, posting on the correct <laughs> diagonal. That's <laughs> uh, everybody. Uh, cleaning tack. Keeping tack clean. <laughs> Inspecting or cleaning tack. A lot of tack cleaning in this. Yeah. yeah. A lot of tack issues, yes. I'm a crappy leg wrapper. I think you either can wrap legs or you just can't. I think you're... There's not a lot of in between. It takes think, practice. Yeah, it's a practice. It's definitely practice. Yeah. yeah. Once you have lame horses for a lot of times, you get better at it. <laughs> if you were a pony yeah. clubber growing up, you got it down pat. Because you got it. You have to know how yes. to do it or you flunk everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, rolling up hoses. Oh, my God. It just, I'm yeah. not bad at it, but I hate it. Just I will, I will claim that one, too. That's tough for me. Well, I'm it just doesn't make it's sense. It's my pet peeve. Is it? Yes, it's my pet yes. peeve that the hoses are all I'm just gonna in the same direction, too. <laughs> I'm just going to get yes. it out again and unroll it. So just leave it well, unrolled. So here's, here's my issue. I'm left-handed, and everybody rolls the hose up like a right-handed person oh, yes. would do, like a normal yes. person. And I'm left-handed, and it makes no sense to me. And so when I roll up my the hoses, everybody gets mad at me because they're rolled up the wrong way. <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> Uh, knowing rider stirrup lengths, I must do it two to four times before it's right. If you're an instructor, that's one thing you've got to figure out. Yeah, yeah. and you, quickly. You know, Lisa, you're doing that all day. Yes, <laughs> yes. Changing the stirrup lengths. It's one yeah, nice thing then, about driving. It always stays the same. You I'm know, always adjusting yeah. trace lengths. 
because of the different horses. Because of the different size of horses. Yeah. Have, yeah. It's, I'm always like, which and, traces go with this harness and which traces go to that carriage? Yeah. Yeah. And I will say as an instructor, even though you have the same kid on the same saddle, say the saddle fits, you know, two or three of the horses, you can put the same saddle and the same kid on a different horse and you have to change the stirrups. Oh, because they're wider or narrower. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So yeah. my pet, mine is that I'm not good at is bridle. I cannot put the bridle on. I refuse to put the bridle on. I do not put Scooter's bridle on. Gen- I, I harness everything else. I know where all the parts go. I know how to adjust them because a harness is a little different than a saddle. Uh, there's a lot of parts and a lot of buckles. Uh, but I got all that down. But putting the bridle on, and that's part of it is I become a horse person when I if I put the bridle on and I that's my line so I stay a horse husband by not doing the bridle that's where I draw that's my line in the sand and I'm sticking to it I'm a horse husband and I'll have to do the bridle and years ago she just gave up and just started doing the bridle so is it that I mean hackney ponies don't even have forelocks like it's not like you have this big Frisian forelock to like wrestle with while you're putting the bridle on that's true it doesn't matter I'm a horse husband I don't have to do the bridle (laughs) I, I didn't ever did the bridle, by the way. I never did it with the draft horses. She always did the bridles. So, so Glenn, are there like written rules for being a horse husband, mm. like the top 10? I'm rules? America's horse husband, so I make them up. I, know, I figure I have the right to make them up, them. and that's one of them. You we don't do. Have to do the bridle. You do, but you should write those down so everybody is aware. I should. I should have the top 10 list of what top keeps 10. you a horse husband. Yes. So you don't cross the line. <laughs> See, that would be terrible. <laughs> we can't have that. Because then you, people expect you to do stuff. See, that's the thing. Yes. And as a horse yes. husband, you have to have the line. The line has to be there because the <laughs> wife's always pushing the line. And then you become one of them. So you have to have the line. I need to write an article yes. on this. That is a good point. You do. So funny. You do. Yeah, it's really important. It is. I, yeah. And I've never seen an article on the line. I need to draw you know, no. where the line is. Okay, good. Yes. I'll do that. Yes. All right. Yeah, just so we're all clear. Okay, remind me of that next year when I've forgotten, okay, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa, what's yours? What's yours? Oh, so, so, I mean, everybody knows I don't cook. I mean, I just, it, I, I, I don't even have a stove. I haven't had a stove since like 2005 because I keep setting my house she on really fire. She really doesn't either. She just doesn't, no, it, we doesn't walk, cook. No, she doesn't have a stove in her house. No. Really? No. No. <laughs> no. I can't. And, or an oven because I have no sense of smell, so I can't tell when something's burning. But anyway, so that translates to mixing horse feed. So, you know, you, you, you have the grain. So we feed grain, then we feed some beet pulp, and then we have supplements. And I have to like really concentrate, really focus. I don't want to say I'm bad at it, but I have to really pay attention. Like I can't like mix feed and talk on the phone at the same time. No, nor should no. we do that. <laughs> well, no, exactly. No, Thank you should. for that. We should. I, it, I treat so- it like a lab. Our like our feed room is a lab, and I <laughs> see. And and now I'm getting on to the measure by weight everything, so that I yes, really know what they're eating. Because when feed yes. prices have gone through the roof and everything else, I had one of the uh, a feed experts come in, and they were telling me that if you weigh everything, you could be more cost effective. If you you know, yes. And then I'm not throwing as much. They even had me figure out how to weigh. Hey, did you? know you could put hay in a plastic bag and then you weigh it because i was like all my stalls were loaded full of extra hay and i'm like wait that's like really expensive hay laying on the ground and they're using it for bedding so we started weighing Uh and we were finding out that we were feeding almost three and four percent of 
their their body weight instead of one to two percent. Okay, I just wrote yeah. down feed. Mixing feeds is something that also crosses the line for horse husbands. <laughs> so all of you horse husbands <laughs> listening out there, if they go away, they have to mix all of the supplement crap into the feed and give you little baggies because that crosses the line. I would absolutely do that. And I yeah. would never ever You wouldn't trust your husband. I would not <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's like sacred so, ground. <laughs> yes, like, not even do arguing not enter. about that one. <laughs> right. So in less than five minutes, we've already got two of the top ten. Yes, I did. This, this is impressive. Oh, I got number three right here. Sheath cleaning is Mary's uh, oh. the one she's not good at. We <laughs> Years ago, we had the lady on. She's from the coast, I think, actually, yes. from Daytona. We had the yeah. lady on who's the professional sheath cleaner. Yes. I forget her name. I can't remember either. Uh, but yeah. Jennifer hires her. She comes out. Jennifer doesn't need clean sheets anymore. She comes out and does it. And she They're sparkling clean. When she's squeaky done. clean. They're squeaky oh. clean. I think that's something worth paying for myself. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't Jamie have the sheath cleaning song? Yeah. So and then we had a new one. Oh, do I have that? Let me look. We had a new one somebody did. Who was that that did a recent one? Oh. It's totally funny that all the topics always get to this. <laughs> Let's see who this was. I don't even and remember. And we don't even know how that happens. How's it, it hanging? So oh, much cleaner. Aren't you glad I washed your wiener? I admit it's kind of creepy that I had to stick my arm up in your pee-pee. <laughs> it was sticky. It's funny every time. It was gunky. It felt icky. It smelled funky. It was crusty. It was cruddy. When you stuck it out, it creaked like it was rusty. <laughs> After half an hour of toiling and of squirting, baby oiling, you're as fresh there as a daisy. Either this means I love you or else I'm crazy. <laughs> Every time. See, I can't play oh. that when she's here. She gets mad at me now. <laughs> I can't play that. Somebody said uh, mounting was a problem. Being consistent. Uh, well, I think that's life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Jamie did chipe in here. Cleaning tack. Yeah, Jamie, I don't know that I saw a lot of clean tack when we were out there a couple months ago. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> picking up loose hay. Uh, hosing my horse and everyone around us. <laughs> yeah. uh, sheath cleaning is on here several times. Again, we're yeah. lucky to live in an area where there's a professional that does that. Uh, and yeah, Jennifer gets her, has that. Yeah, she comes out like twice a year and does it. What is her name? It had a funny name. She the had a clever name. name. Of her business. Yeah, yeah, she did. She had a clever name, and yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I can't called. remember what it's called either. Hmm. Yeah, I've never been there when she's done it. You have she's to Google always, it. Yeah, she always comes out when I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. Conveniently enough, <clears throat> I would say one of the things I hate doing the most is I hate cleaning carriages. And in my like. business, is something I have to do. So well, it's there's not a, a choice. Well, nooks and crannies. It is. It's nooks and crannies. And yeah. I didn't even like washing. Like, I don't like washing cars either. And I think that's kind of the same thing. Because I always, mm. when I wash my cars, it's always like <coughs> the old metal bumpers used to scratch your your fingers and stuff when you go around the bumpers yeah. and clean them. You know, what I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I the do. towel would I stick do. to the rough parts yes. and stuff. <laughs> yes. And so I always have this thing. And there's so many nooks and crannies. And I feel like I'm not good at it. Like, I look at the carriage when it's done and I'm like, okay, it's better. But it's not. Yeah. Do you clean your truck and trailer before you go to gigs, or you don't care about the truck every? And no, I'm fin. I no. We come home. Everything gets offloaded. Everything. I mean, the harness, the buckets, hay nets, everything. You have draft horses pooping and peeing in a horse trailer. I meant the outside though. When you show up, is your truck clean and your yes. trailer clean? Yeah, yeah. I'm really yeah. adamant. My father had a trucking company um, when I was a kid, and his rule was: don't you dare pull into this 
um, parking into the office, into the where the garage was, without a clean truck. So those guys had to have their trucks clean before they put How back the in. How the heck do you oh, haul wow. your your Cinderella carriage, which is quite long, and the horses? Do you do two separate vehicles, or is it all? No, everything fits into one truck and trailer. Um, it's a trailer for 80 feet long? No, it's actually, because you can't, because you couldn't get around the corners in Miami. Like, I do a lot of work down south still in, in You take areas. those horses into Miami? Yes. You're oh, risking wow. bodily Even Miami Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Right? Plus so, the streets are narrow. It's very narrow. That's uh, a lot of our work is now coming more into like Orlando, which is fun because you figure all those Orlando buses can get around the corners. Yeah. Certainly I can't do, but yeah. Yeah. I've worked it out because of how much work we were doing in Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Um, I don't like to take a trailer much longer than 24 feet down. How so. do you fit the horses in the carriage? It's cozy. Well, <laughs> cozy. I bet. I bet. Or it's one of them do standing between anything? the shafts. <laughs> one of the yeah. things that. Do you all ev- anything? Do you have anything on top of the trailer? No, nothing's on top no? of the trailer. No, because okay. that's another tree branches and palm fronds and that kind of thing. Would, um, but we do. Um, people are always amazed when they see me load the horses in the morning because they go, they walk in, they back into one slot, they walk back out, and then they back into the other slot. So the one horse has to back twice into the, to get against the wall. So behind. does the trailer go? Behind, the horses go in the front, and the trailers behind. My horses, yes. Behind? So I use head-to-head trailers. So all of my horses ride backwards, and then the carriage is in the back of the trailer, so it can roll off. So the you back have ramp. a side ramp. I have a side ramp. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense then. Do you have to have a winch? I do. Um, one of the things that's that not I've... for the horses, everybody. That's for the carriage. Yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Although sometimes I'd like to use the for the horses too. <laughs> <laughs> These carriages are super, super. You know, the commercial carriages are heavy carriages, and especially if they at the end of the ramp it's sand um, or a tree branch, you know, tree stump or whatever. If you offload, um, are I... you using a fifth wheel or is it a tag tag along? No, I'm using. I use all fifth wheels. So I don't use any tag alongs at all. Um, yeah, so we have a winch all that setup weight. that comes out of the floor, and you just hook it onto the carriage and push the button. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's neat. <laughs> I'm learning so much today. And we're totally off topic, but that's okay. That's what post shows for. That's what post shows for. So what's your? I was seeing we're in the auditor room. What's your favorite segment? You've been listening for a long time on Horses in the Morning. What's your favorite segments or segment? My favorite segment is probably a question. First world problems always just makes me laugh. Really? Yeah, yeah. it really does. It it always kind of makes me laugh about just the what comes out of it. You just like. Do you listen to the post show too? I always. Yeah, I listen from start to finish, and you know I do so many miles that on the road that it's the perfect companion on my truck. And for I can't wait to get in my truck when I'm driving somewhere because I'm like oh, I get to catch up on a couple of podcasts because I don't necessarily listen to them like in the house or anything because I'm kind of like peace and quiet mm-hmm. in the house. Um, but boy, get me in the truck and I'm like hit the button. So the post show, I, you know, Jamie and I joke about ugh, nobody's listening to this crap, you know, because we're just <laughs> we're talking like this. It's like not about anything, right? But yet we hear from so many of the auditors. Yeah. that listen to the end. Yep. They yep. listen to our crap. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Every time I go to an event, somebody comes up and says, hey, I, I heard this on the post show or I heard this, you know, and I'm like, really? You listened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why after all these years we're still surprised that people listen. <laughs> and thousands of great. people listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it's wonderful. But, somebody yeah. bought my company. I mean, that's amazing yeah. in itself when you yeah. think yeah. about it because we just sit it around is. and talk. I mean, we're not really solving any world problems here. (laughs) 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 I think that it's, um, especially the last couple of years, it's just, I love having, I feel like I have somebody riding in the car with me. 
I don't know. You know, it just, mm-hmm. I feel like I got my two friends riding in there or three friends or whatever, kind of riding in the car with me. And I always learn something. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter what day it is. There's always something you're like, I just never thought of that. Or, you know, just laugh about it. So I think the best, we get a lot of emails now. We didn't, you know, all podcasts in the beginning don't hear from listeners much, but then once you get around as long as we do, we get a lot of emails now. And I think the ones that we like the most are the ones that, and we got a lot of these, especially in recent years, that we helped them get through something. They were getting divorced, yeah. a family member died, um, horse died, you know, had COVID, whatever, uh, that we helped, you know, our silliness helped them get through that. And that makes us, more than you learning about, you know, a uh, horse casting in the stall and how to fix it, I think for us, it's helping people get through those tough times. Uh, yeah. And that we provided entertainment to help help with that. That makes us feel better than even you learning something about your horses. Uh, because those are the tough times that, you can learn about you can learn about a horse getting cast in a stall from anywhere. There's a hundred YouTube videos, right? Mm-hmm. But there's very few places that you can go that will help you get through those tough times. And yeah. so, if we can help people do that, we find Jamie and I especially we find that to be more satisfying for us. Does that yeah. make mm-hmm. any sense? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. 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 Because I, I know sure that um, driving, and especially when I'm headed down south on the turnpike or whatever, um, that's uh, there's a lot of stressful driving in <laughs> yes, some of those areas. Yes. And I do. I find out, like, I, let's just say Heather has less road rage. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're saving other people so, from Heather. Yeah, we're saving other people. <laughs> there you go. You can add that to your list. Of but, um, yeah, I, I tend to stay and kind of laugh things off a little better. That's interesting. You know, and I, I'm yeah. that way with some podcasts I listen to, too. You know, especially, I think it's... And you can tell me whether you think this is true. You listen to other podcasts too. Yes. But ones that are weekly or twice a month, I don't think you get you get to know the people and you feel like you're they're your friends too, but not in such an intimate way as a daily podcast. Mm-mm. Correct. No, and and I think too, it's it's just the way horses in the morning is structured. You know, it really allows the people who are on to talk about themselves and and you get a glimpse of what life is like, you know, in, in, in the Hubert household or with Jamie. And, and I think that's really important. And, but, but do you think that you would get as much, or that would be the same if it was only weekly? No, no, no not at all. And I think that like, be, no. the weekly podcast, I'm usually looking for a specific topic to learn on. Like I'm listening to that podcast for a specific thing I want to like learn. Like the dressage show, you're learning dressage, right? Yeah, whatever. Right, yeah. right. Or, you know, different, there's there's a specific reason, you know, equine nutrition, whatever it is, I want to listen to it because there's something, a topic specific. Whereas I feel mm-hmm. like um, with Horses in the Morning and you can just, it just starts my, you know, it just kind of, it's all over the place. You never know. It's kind of like a surprise in a package. You opened up and here's what you're going to get for yeah, today. Yeah, you there know, you go. There's a lot. And it's nice that it relates to everybody. It's not just dressage or just Western or just driving or whatever. So it's funny. because well, I think. Yeah, go ahead, Lisa. No, I was just going to say some, some podcasts, they're, they're informative and they're educational, but you've got to have that entertainment factor in there too. You've got to be entertained while you're listening if you're going to keep listening. And I think that's what this provides. Well, and especially a daily show like ours. I mean, if we were serious, it would be tough to for people to hang five days a week, you know, or three days a week that Jamie and I do it. But I think too, we changed it over the years thanks to feedback we got from listeners in that we used to have the guests, you probably remember this, both of you, the guests used to be on much longer. We used to interview a guest for oh, half yeah. an hour, right. yeah. uh, whereas now it's 15 minutes max. Mm-hmm. We, we won't, some are 10 to 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. we changed that because listeners kept complaining there wasn't enough of us. And we resisted mm-hmm. that for a long time going, why do they want to listen to us? <laughs> you know, blab about <laughs> stupid stuff like this. Um, but yet that's what we 
we did, and and I, we both like it better now that we're keeping the guests shorter. You know, our theory is we leave them wanting uh, more, not yes. less, with the guests. We're just yeah. there to tease that topic, and then you can go learn more about it anywhere, right? right. Just like perturons or like Frisians. You know, we teased that a little bit today, yep. but they can go learn a lot more about Frisians in 100 mm-hmm. different places. Right. Um, we're just here to tease those things and then move on. You know, and well, and I think too the fifteen-minute slot or the ten-minute slot. I mean, if you can't get something interesting out of that, then then I mean, you need to be able to do that and then move on because if you go thirty minutes, then you're really losing quality on an interview. Um, yeah, if that. you're doing a deep topic like a health topic, you know, some of those will go twenty minutes mm-hmm. because, and again, <clears throat> it depends on the vet, right? Yeah. Some of them are. Right. More well-spoken than others, right? So if they're really interesting and it's, you know, Jamie's on a roll with it, I'll tell her, okay, go another five minutes. So we'll go 20 minutes. With, but I think that's the only segment I can think of with guests that we go 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, but that's a change. We used to be a lot longer with the guests and have more guests. We used to have three guests mm-hmm. per episode. I remember. And now it's sometimes, you know, most of the time it's one to maybe two, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's a change because of feedback that we got. Interesting. It's yeah. harder, too. That's the reason I love having Lisa on. By the way, Lisa does very well with the focus group. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. I, we, <laughs> but Jamie and I both love having you on because when you have guest hosts sometimes, it's, it's harder for us because we have to be on. We have to we, – we're, it's much harder for us. We can't relax as much. We're always on. Right. You're always having to think about keeping the conversation moving because the guest host is trying to figure it out, too. Right. So but with Lisa on, it's just like, OK, what's this like working with Jamie? You know, I know <laughs> I know that if if I have to do something or there's something going wrong, Lisa's going to fill time. You know? <laughs> well, let me clarify. I can't possibly fill Jamie's shoes, but <laughs> and, and would not want to because and, she is fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Nor does any of us want to. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. But. But I, I do enjoy it, and um, I think I've been on long enough that that I kind of have some of the ropes figured out. Yeah, no, it's easy for us, and that's one of the reasons that you're on all the time is it's just easy for us, and and you make it easy for us, you know, which is good. It's just I mean, a conversation. It's, yeah, it's, we're just talking. It's just a conversation. So, and people are nervous. Yeah. I don't know. Were you nervous before you? Came I was. I was. I was nervous coming in. You um, drive carriages in the middle of Miami for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, you know, it's a foreign, it's kind of foreign. Like, I'm always on the listening side. I'm not on the, you know, and I'm I'm fairly computer organized and things, but I just, I was curious as so to how So what was different happens. than you yeah. thought it would be? Um, well, it was, it's easier. It's easier than I thought it was. I thought I was mm. going to be like, oh, I got to follow all these notes and I got to, oh, you know, and it's oh, we more barely just, follow the notes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it's just talking and, and, um, you know, kind of thinking about, um, how those, how I love today talking about the things that we don't like to do in the barn because you have to kind of think, like, oh, what is those things mm-hmm. I don't like to do? Yeah. You know? And sometimes if we don't have a guest show up, we always have a backup plan, obviously. Now, when we were live, <laughs> yes. that was more important because if the guest didn't show up, you had to go right into your next topic. Now, now we can start and stop a little bit and we do about five minutes. You'll see I do about five minutes of editing before I send it over to, for the Jemmy's people to put it out. Um, but we didn't used to. We used to keep going. So we always had a. That's where the lists came in. We always had those lists handy, and the lists are what we would use when a guest didn't show up. We still do that. And we I, still have lists for. I'll say this too: having having co-hosted before 
or when you were still doing live and, and co-hosting now, your voice and Jamie's voice is much more relaxed. And I think, you know, between the segments when you're cutting, you're not like frantically trying to do something and somebody's not answering the phone and you've got to get back, you know, before the ad ends in 30 seconds, you know, it and it, you just seem more relaxed. I think we are. I think we both enjoy doing, she liked doing live and, you know, she liked doing it because of radio time, you know, she was like, yeah, sure. She was trained in that. Yeah. But we still recorded other shows as live. Yeah. Other podcasts will do the guest. We record the guests first and then you do the main part. Mm-hmm. And the reason we do that is if a guest doesn't show up, you don't have to redo the whole main part where you just introduce them and all that stuff, and then they don't show up, you have to start over. So that's or, the reason we do other podcasts that way. Yeah, or um, just from having done the... And Lisa's quarter Thanks. ran out. Oh. Oh. She, you back? Am I back? Yes. Huh. You're back. Isn't that your, weird? Your quarter ran out. Did you put another one <laughs> I'm in? I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> Okay, the no, merry-go-round's going again. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to say sometimes the guest will say something or you'll get on a topic that you want to maybe talk about in the intro. Yes. And if you do the intro first, then you miss all of that. We do this in order. So for inside for everybody, we do record it in order. We record our beginning. Mm-hmm. We record the guests in order. Everything's in order. So like the other day, we had a guest that didn't show up. We, mm-hmm. You know, we had a choice. Do I leave that, the intro in, and then the guest doesn't show up? It was a vet on a Wednesday. Uh, the guest didn't show up, so we left it in because, you know, we do record it as live, and it's, it's just something that happened, right? And yeah. I think Jamie and I are good enough now that we can cover for it and just move on. Yep. But yeah. in the beginning, that was hard. You know, it was hard to do. Yeah. Uh, now we, the post show is going along as a regular show, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Heather's so much fun to talk to, we don't want to quit. Oh, my exactly. gosh, this is so fun. <laughs> Exactly. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Okay. Say goodbye again. I don't have the music. What uh, John Ringling? Okay. What is that doing? Okay. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great day. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now go ride your horse. <laughs>